Good morning and happy Sabbath Tabernacle of Praise. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. Let's stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. So, Lord, have your way is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. We just want to say happy Sabbath and welcome. Welcome to our backpack Sabbath. You see all of this? When you all came in, you knew something special was about to happen today. Amen. This is what you call a high Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Just a, just a blessing just to see you here, all of our young people. Amen. amen. Just a blessing today. You know, we had the, well, let me just say on behalf of our pastor, Jonathan B. Fields, Jr. and First Lady Melody Fields, we want to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise. Those that are joining us online, we want to welcome you as well. Realize that you could have been anywhere, but you chose to tune in to Tabernacle of Praise. We are the church with the open door where everybody is somebody and worship is truly a joy. So do we have any, anyone visiting with us for the very first time this Sabbath? If you all raise your hand, we want to recognize you. Your first time? Amen, amen. We're all family. Amen. Praise the good Lord. Anybody celebrating a birthday today on this Sabbath? You know, we sing happy birthday almost every Sabbath, every week. 
Amen. So no birthdays today. All right, next week we'll be in, in August. A whole new batch of birthdays. So we just want to just welcome you once again. We had the opportunity last week. We was passing out flyers. We went out to the strip malls. We were meeting different people, inviting them to come in. People say, oh, I don't, I don't want, I can't give you anything. So no, we're, you don't have to give us anything. We're going to give something to you for free. They say, oh, well, what's that? Say, well, we have four backpacks full of supplies. Just bring your family, bring your kids. And they said, well, can I come and pick it up? I said, no, bring your kids. <laughs> Amen. And so we want to invite you all to stay after church, those that can, uh, volunteers. You see the yellow shirts and the blue shirts. Amen. Amen. Those the, the workers, amen. You'll be passing them out at between 3 and 5. If you have any kind of health condition, elderly, please stay in and pray for us. Right. Amen. Right. God has gave us just a little reprieve. It's going to be 94 degrees by the time we get out of church. That's a blessing because yesterday was 103. With a heat index of 112. Amen. So we praise the Lord for that little respite. But we went down. We went out down to the Larry Rice Center, that park, and we went down and we were just passing out water, just something simple as water. And they were so grateful just to get a cold bottle of water. Then we went down there to the riverfront. Lord have mercy. They have it all barricaded, but there's still uh, some tents down there where they used to call Tent City. And so we had to walk about an eighth of a mile down there through the barricades, and they were looking at us like, who is this coming down here? And we're looking at them, and we came down, but I tell you, they were just so happy. They kept ones coming up to us say, please pray for me. You know, wanting prayer, and they coming up getting the water, they were just so thankful that somebody thought about them, and they live in some horrific situations. I mean, rats, biggest dogs running around down there. And it's just, it's just amazing, but they, the needs are great. They need trash bags, they need socks, toilet paper, they need food, water. So we're going to go back down there next Sabbath, you know, anybody that want to go down with us, because that's what church is all about. Jesus said, if you have done it unto the least of them, the outcasts, those that are set aside, society just don't want to see them anymore. Those are the ones God says, when you do it for them, it's though you're doing it to me. The church is the pep rally. This is not the end all. This is where it starts. This is where we get excited to go out and tell the good news about the love of Jesus. You know, we were down there singing, I'm going to lay down my burdens right down by the riverside. That's where we were, right by the Mississippi River. And they were singing with us. We thought we were blessing them, but they blessed us. We thought we had problems. You know, but you don't have any problems. When you go down there, they had the real problems. A man said it was only by the grace of God that he made it through that hailstorm a couple of weeks ago. So I just want to just invite you just to be about God's business. We want to pray that the Holy Spirit will prick our hearts to have the true love of God. Amen. 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 Men, we want to just get your money. We just want to remind you, October 20th through the 22nd, all roads are going to be leading down to Branson. We're going to stay at the Lodge of the Ozarks down there, beautiful resort. And our theme is pure. You know, when you think about pure, you're thinking about not mixed with worldliness. So, men, we need healing and we need transformation. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. So we're going to be down there October the 20th. And we need, they have extended the early bird special. It's supposed to be over tomorrow. But they're going to extend it another week. So next Sabbath, we need our, the $125. What did I say, brethren? $125. Now, you've had three weeks to get that money together. So let's get the $125 in the rooms or $326 if you want to stay by yourself. But if you want a roommate, it's going to be $163. Amen? We're going to have to call the conference office, but we want to get that money in so we can have the treasurer write one check. So get your roommate. Get it locked in so we can go down there. Amen? Amen. We want to just remind you on... This Wednesday, we want you to tune in at 7 o'clock for the Power Hour. Amen. Amen. Turn off the TV. Turn off the Bachelorette just for a little bit. <laughs> and tune on in the Power Hour. Amen. That's where you're going to get the power. August the 20th, we're going to have our area-wide EAY um, slam uh, excursion outing. The cookout. Some people call it a picnic. But that's going to be um, August the 20th right here at Spanish Lake at the Manny Broadway Shelter. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we need you right now. Bless us as we continue in our worship, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Holy God is in this house already. Amen. And we can praise him and we can shout hallelujah and we can just thank him for all that he's done, that he continues to do. And at this time, we're going to take a little time and we're going to have a little worship in prayer. Truly, God answers prayers. How I many you know God answers prayers? He is a God who hears. He is a God who's waiting to answer. He's a God who cares. And so he's asking us to bring everything to him, bring it to the altar. And so if there is anyone that wants to come down front, that's wanting to have special prayer, we invite you to come down to the front as we pray. Looking out here at all the beautiful backpacks, recognizing how God has blessed us to be able to be able to provide this. Truly, we know what God can do because we prayed about this. Looking at all the young children out here, how awesome. And so we just want to take a moment just to thank God for our youth for you who have come out, for you who are online. We want to lift up special prayer. And so as we bow our heads, I want you to be praying with me as I pray with God and for you. Lord God, we come right now. There's no better time than the present to come before your holiness. We realize, God, that you our Father, Savior, you, God, our Creator, ruler of all. And we understand, Lord, beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are omnipotent, omniscient, omnipotent. You are a God who knows all, sees all, understands all. And so, Lord, when we come before your presence with our petitions, we don't come haphazardly asking, but we come, Lord, with the understanding of knowing that you will provide. And so, Lord, even as we stand here with our heads bowed, sitting in our seats with our heads bowed, Lord, we come right now with the assurance of knowing that our God is real. And Lord, we've been through some tro troubling times, Lord. We've had death on many corners. We've had sickness, Lord, in and out. We have pains, Lord, never ending. But through it all, Lord, we can say we've been blessed. And so, Lord, though those things still happen around and about us, even right now they're happening. We ask, Lord, that you would touch and abide. Whatever ailment, Lord, has us, we ask, Father God, that you would touch it. Heal it, Lord. Even right now, take away the pain and allow us to endure. Father God, some of us, Lord, are financially stricken. But even in the midst of being broken, we still know that you will provide. 
you have given us, Lord, the necessities of life, and we are grateful for that. As we look at our children, Lord, and as they grow in stature, we understand truly, Lord, it's not because of anything we've done, but because of all that you continue to do. And so, Lord, we want to lift up our children right now, backpack Sabbath. We want to lift them up, Lord, expressing how glad we are that they're here with us today. Lord, we realize and we understand that education is, is a necessity. You have said that your children, that your people, they, they suffer for lack of knowledge. Lord, right now today, we ask that you touch your children. Touch them in a way, Lord, that will allow for them to grow and be magnificent in your name. That they will do many wonders and many special things according to your will and your lead and your guide. We ask, Lord, that even though they may be receiving a token of backpacks, Lord, the most important thing that they will receive is Jesus Christ. For there's no greater education than the school of prophet. And so, Lord, touch your children. Feed them, encourage them, strengthen them. Lord, we ask a special prayer, Lord, upon all of your children that are in the house today, all of your children who are watching online. Lord, we ask God that you would be with each and every one where they are in need, Lord. I might not be able to call it out, Lord, but I know, Father God, that you know what everybody's need is. And so, Lord, we ask, Father God, through the extension of this prayer, Lord, that you would reach out and touch your children. Touch them in a way, Lord, that would draw them, that would pull them, that would nudge them, that would bring them home to you, Lord. Lord, we got some missing members. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would gather them, that you would bring them home, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would be with the, the choir and the, the speaker of the hour, Lord. We're asking that the word that will go forth, Lord, will be meat in due season. But most important of all, Lord, we're asking that change will come. That today will be unlike any other day. That we will find ourselves united with thee in a greater and closer walk. So God, right now, send us an additional portion of your Holy Spirit. Lead us, guide us, direct us. And if nothing else, Lord, wrap us in your arms and hold us ever so tight. For we ask these things, Lord, in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Touch and abide, Father. Keep us. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen.
Boy, the choir gets better every week. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was singing the first song. Um, what is it called? He Reigns Forevermore. Man, I was thinking when you're singing, um, He Reigns, He Reigns Forevermore. Man, I can see us in heaven singing that, right? I can see us in heaven. I was like, just beautiful. I can see us in heaven. My God, my God, He Reigns Forevermore. Can y'all see how I many just releases? All of this stuff you're going through on this earth because our God reigns forevermore. He's such a good God. So I'm going to say, you know, you guys, we're in our best mode because we're going to be working with the community today. We're at, we are doing what we are supposed to do. I feel good when I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not so happy when I'm, I'm not doing, you know, what I'm supposed to do, right? I might be watching TV but I'm not watching TV in peace. You know, I might be scrolling. I discover scrolling, Brother Price. <laughs> on those short videos on Tube, YouTube, the kids keep saying to me, uh, Gigi, we can't look at YouTube. And then I say, you can look at it with an adult, sweetie. But, you know, I'm trying not to go against my daughter's will. But I'm scrolling. I'm thinking, I don't want to stop because you're here. But I look at dogs and cats and stuff that they can look at. So the Lord is good. I want you guys to remember that there are some people out there. As we went out and gave out those flyers this week, we had the same experience that Paul and Teresa reported. The people were thirsty. They were like, yes, yes, yes. They were so happy. I came away. I think we hit about 10 preschools. I came away with they're going to be our partners. That's right. That's not going to. That's going to be one that I'm going to follow up on after this. I'm in fact, probably next week. I'm going to be coming in contact. I'm going to stay with these people, and they're going to stay with us. We're going to have stuff that they can give to their kids for more than backpack Sabbath. I just have to figure it out. The Lord's going to give me a plan, right? Amen. And that we all can enjoy. So I want to say for everybody here, remember that, you know, there's some people out there. You know, like that guy across the way over there and the girl across the way over there and all those apartments we need them to know that Jesus loved them and so we're going to have to do our great show I know the angels are here because I heard them singing with I heard them y'all didn't hear them but I heard the angels singing so as we reach out from in here to others then the angels is going to carry that message for us to those out there so God is good and all the time he is so worthy. You, I don't know if you guys are not excited. I'm excited. I feel a little bad because, you know, only a few of us got to work. I feel so bad about that. I mean, I really feel bad because I got, when you, in, look it up on Google. Joy, the health benefits of experiencing joy are many. The health benefits of experiencing love. When you get in, in, in doing God's work, you're, bringing love all through your heart and through your body, joy. You're benefiting yourself. You don't have to believe me. They have done scientific research, Kwame, on this. It's people who sat around, thought up questions, did a survey with thousands of folks, and came up with some right answers, you guys. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if anybody here didn't feel included. You know, next time I'll do better. I promise. I promise I'm going to do better. But I have some announcements. After church, <clears throat> immediately following church, for those who are going to work during Backpack Sabbath, um, 
whether, whatever it is going to be, the uh, deacons and also all the rest of us who want to give out baths. And children, you can participate as well. We're not, I'm not going to discriminate with age. If you can walk, you can do it. That's the way I look at it. So uh, I want you to come down front. We have a, uh, a little schedule, and I want everybody to sign their name by time block if you are going to be involved on that level. Next, everybody has a talent. Now, if you are love people, love to talk to folk, love meeting people, we need you to be giving off some backpacks. That's what we want you to do. We want you to smile, just be at your best. But if that's not your cup of tea, no judgment. No judgment whatsoever. If your cup of tea is to be here and encourage the other soldiers on, I'm good with it. Some people complain. Oh, they just sat in the church. Good. Be in the church. I'm happy. Because when somebody cusses me out, I need somebody to come in here and say, you know, they cuss me out. Girl, ignore them. Something wrong with those people. That's what I want to hear. Okay, so I need someone here with my back. But then there are others who may not be able to do all this all day thing, and you're going to go home. So that's okay. But go home praying for me. Uh, you can pray for them too, but be a prayer. We need prayer warriors. There is something for everybody to do. I don't make it hard. I don't make it hard for anybody. I'm going to make it as easy for you as possible because when you succeed, we succeed. When we succeed, then God succeeds. So have a happy Sabbath, everybody. Really enjoy this Sabbath. Praise the Lord a lot, you guys and children. We want to see you out there. We, don't we, don't you, don't y'all think that would be so cute? Our children taking backpacks to the court. We're going to watch that car like a hawk. Gonna, one of us might stand in front of us and say they can't drive off with you. But we want everybody from the smallest to the tallest to work for the Lord today. God be with you. God is always with you. Oh, and I will not. See, I almost made a mistake again and didn't give you a chance to participate but I'm going to ask the deacons to come forward. And, and as they come forward, I'm going to say a word of prayer. Most honorable Father, how grateful we are, Lord. We cannot praise you enough. You have been with us all week. People came in at the last minute, saw what we needed, knew we didn't know what we were doing. And they said, okay, we're going to step in here and help Sister Carol out. We just praise you, Lord. And I thank you so much. I ask that everybody will use their talents today in whatever capacity, whether it's praying, whether it's just giving you glory to their friends. Oh, yes, my church did Backpack Sabbath today. It's doing it now. I, Lord, I'm asking for your mercy upon all of us, your grace, your goodness, protection, dear Lord, any unholy, evil angels, wicked men and women, unruly dogs and cats coming this way, dear Lord, we ask that you would turn them back. We ask that your glory will be done and that at the end of this, we will all be praising you, saying, look at what God has done for us. He is a merciful and kind God. And Lord, we ask that the the um, monies that are accepted will be changed from a secular use to a sacred use so we can do more of this in your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Let the church say, amen. God is good. Have a great Sabbath.
Because God is in control. Yes, in the is. name of Jesus. So when you go forward this school year, you go in that school and you tell them, I am a winner. Yes. Say it with me, young people. I, I am, am a winner. winner. I will succeed. Say it. I, I will, will succeed. succeed. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Something happens. Something happens. When I call you. When I call you, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Do it again. Something happens. Something happens. When I call you.
so good to call out his name, doesn't it? Oh, Jesus. It's nothing like that name. No other name other than Jesus. It's an exciting time. We've been doing this for the last several months. And now here we are. And as we look out and we see the wonderful book bags and we look out and we see the beautiful and handsome children. What a wonderful sight it is. And truly God is God. There is none other beside. And so we can get excited and we can have a good time in the Lord. And so we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into this here quickly. I'm going to try not to be long. Amen. I'm going to try not to be long, but I'm going to try to be clear and crystal. Let us pray, and then we'll have our scripture after that. Father God, Lord, right now, I ask, Lord, three things. One, Lord, that you would open our eyes that we may truly see. See, Lord, with the clarity of knowing that truth is before us. With understanding and knowing that the word of God speaks power. Lord, I ask that you would touch our hearing. Attune our ears so that we may quietly but surely understand what it is that you're trying to deliver unto us this day, this Sabbath. And then, Lord, touch our hearts. Let us be receptive, Lord, of the call, of the lead and the guide. Lord, touch us so that true change shall come. For we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. And for his name's sake, we pray. Amen. And in amen. Our scripture reading will be coming from the First book of Samuel, First uh, uh, Samuel chapter 3, First Samuel chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 11, 
That's 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 3. And I hope my paper, I'm looking at, look at the enemies already trying to not give us what we want, but give us empty pages. But you know what? God is still God. Come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. At this time, we're going to look at our scripture. We're going to ask you to stand as we, we read. And you know how we do it. We do it responsibly. Thank you, Kennedy. Amen. And a child shall lead them. Come on, say amen. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Verse 6. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. I died again. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the Lord. And so Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Verse 10. All together. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I want to take just a little time to speak with you on the subject matter. When God calls, how will you respond? Father God, Lord, just a moment. Grasp a hold of our minds. Guide our listening and our seeing. Help us, Lord, to know that we have heard a word on high. Teach us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As I was looking at this here and I was contemplating what to speak on and as I was given the derivative or the instruction that I needed to speak on something relative to education, I was like, oh my Lord. I'm not sure that I'm properly prepared to speak on education. But in spite of it, I said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And so he gave me a little nugget that I'm happy to say, thank you, Lord. 
and he's going to bless us today. What is education? What is education? I took time out to, to write down a few of the, the thoughts or the definitions of what is education. Education is the process of receiving or giving systematic instruction, especially at a school or university, especially at a school or university. It is the process of receiving or giving systematic instruction. Goes on to say that education is a discipline that is concerned with methods of teaching and learning in schools or school-like environments. School-like environments. We have come to a society where now school is taught at home. And yet it still holds the precedence of a school environment. Education socializes children into society by teaching cultural values and norms. Cultural values and norms. Some of you might know what we're talking about, especially when you're starting to look at the history of the world and the sociologies of the world and what's transpiring and how things are moving today. Education refers to the process of teaching and developing knowledge. The Lord says, my people suffer for a lack of knowledge. So the significance of knowledge is important as it pertains to the onset of education. Come on, say amen. amen. Education is the transmission. This is my favorite one. Education is the transmission of knowledge, skills, and character traits. Transmission of knowledge, skills, and character. Why is that my favorite? Well, simply put, my Lord, my Savior, is trying to give unto me his character. And so when I look at education, the very first ideal or first thing that comes to mind is, Lord, educate me in your spirit. Develop me with your character. And then I'll be fully knowledgeable of what education really pertains to. However, however, there have been many debates and arguments on the subject of education. And the fact is, it's still ongoing. And so therefore, I can only surmise, I can only surmise to you the validity pertaining to these statements. I can't tell you whether it's true or not, but I can promise you, but God, say but God. But God, God is a God who will bring everything to fruition. He's a God who will make everything come alive. He's a God who will open up eyes. He's a God who will deliver. And so as we've read in our reading, we read about a young man named Samuel. But Samuel didn't just happen to come about. You see, there's a backdrop that comes with Samuel. How did Samuel come to be? Why Samuel? Where did Samuel come about? 
Why is Samuel so important? Well, young people, back in the day, back in the day, there was a lady named Hannah. What's her name? And Hannah was barren, meaning that her womb was closed. In other words, she could not have babies. Why is that so significant? Well, young people, I want you to keep a pen in that, and I want you to think about why is that so important? Hannah could not have babies. And so Hannah was married to a man named Elkanah. Say Elkanah. See, I want you to know, I want you to understand, and I want you to follow what's happening so that when you go out of here, you'll be able to tell somebody else about what transpired in this story of Samuel. And so she was married to Elkanah, but Elkanah had a second wife. Oh, mercy. Not in this day and age. Young people, that part, you leave that alone. But he had a second wife, and her name was Panina. And Panina, oh, Panina, she was something else. Because, see, look here, Panina, she was able to have children, which meant Elkanah and Panina were able to produce babies, young people like you and I. Yeah, that's right, I said I. And so while they were producing these young children, Panina was so rude that she was very disrespectful to Hannah. She would ridicule Handel. She would abuse Hannah. She would call Hannah all kind of names. How, have you ever been abused before? Absolutely. Have you been called names? Certainly. And so Penina was like nobody else. She was just obstructive. And so Elkanah, every year, he would do something special. You see, the Israelites, they had a thing where they would go and gather together. And they would worship the Lord, and they would bring sacrifices, and they would bring portions of this and that. And so Elkanah would go every year. And so when he would go, he would take portions for his wives. But Elkanah loved Hannah, loved her. And so he would give a portion to Panina, but he would give a double portion to Elkanah, I mean to Hannah. Now you know, you know, Panina, she found out he gave a, you did what? You gave her what? A double point. Hold up. And so she went back behind Elkanah's back. And she began to just call Hannah all kind of things. Everything but a child of God. To the point where she made Hannah cry. And she cried so hard. How many of you have been hurt so bad that you, you just cried? You didn't know what else to do but to cry. Now, I know some of us in this day and age, we, well, let me put a note in there, kids. We are not going to fight, but we're going to take it to the Lord. All right? Because I know y'all ain't getting ready to cry, but y'all getting ready to throw down. Come on, say amen. I know it's, 
I know I've been there. But we're going to take it to the Lord. But Hannah cried. She was so hurt, so disturbed. And so Elkanah, he, he felt the pain. He felt sorry for her. And so when he, he saw what was going, he went to Hannah. He said, look here, baby, have an eye. What, what does this matter? I don't care if you got 10 kids. Oh, my, oh, my, gentlemen. Young men, she's hurting. She's in pain. And she's suffering because she can't have children. Don't ever make that mistake. Because that is not going to help her along the way. That's just going to hurt her more because the pain of her knowing that she's suffering because her womb is closed. And for you to say, these 10 kids mean nothing, what then does that mean to me? And so look, Hannah, she couldn't take it no more. She went on and participated in the dinner and everything. Of course, all of us are going to participate in dinner, right? We like dinner. We like to eat. We like to have a good time. But she was so hurt that even after dinner, she went off crying. But she did something else. Hannah began to. What do you think I was just doing? Say it again. I didn't hear my children. I heard. Somebody, what was Hannah doing? She was praying. But she was praying without a sound. Now, mind you, they had been eating and drinking and having a good time. And so Eli, Eli came around and he saw this. And so when Eli saw her, what do you think Eli thought? She was what? She was drunk. And so Eli said, what are you doing? How much did you have? And so as he was beginning to tell her about what was going on, she said, hold up, Hannah. I mean, she said, hold up, Eli. And he's like, oh, she can talk. She said, in fact, I wasn't drinking I'm not drunk. I'm of clear mind. I was praying to God. Say it again. But God. But God. So she was praying to God and, and she told Eli what was going on, what was happening, how she was hurt, how her womb was closed, and how she was begging and pleading with God to open her womb so that she can have a child. But in fact, though, she went as far as to say, look, Lord, not only do I want to have a child, but I want to have a man-child. Oh, yeah, she wanted a man-child. And she said, look, Lord, if you give me a man-child, I will return him unto you all the days of his life. All the days of his life. And so Eli instructed her, go in peace and may God grant you your petition. But God, but God, 
And see, I, I should have told you earlier to pull out your pens, pull out your tablets, pull out your phones, whatever's necessary so you can take some notes, write down some text, because they're coming. Because I told you earlier, there's no greater education than the education of the Lord in his word. Someone very close to me just told me that recently when I was struggling with the thought of what am I going to speak on as it pertains to education. And this person said, look here. There is nothing greater, no better teacher than the word of God. And so I am so thrilled to know that you too are excited about receiving the word of God. And so school is in session. As I stated earlier, I could only surmise the validity of the previous statements pertaining to education. God, on the other hand, but God, God, on the other hand, Let's just say, welcome to Education 101. Education 101. Now, I understand, though, this is Backpack Sabbath. I was reminded that this is also a time to give you the word of God. And so that's what we're here to do, is to get it from God. I'm going to hit three points, and then we're going to be up out of here. Three points. First point, going back to our story, what was the very first thing that Hannah did when she found herself in a predicament? This is for the young people. What was the very first thing that Hannah did when she found herself in a predicament where she was hurting so bad she didn't know what to do? What did Hannah do? Oh, that was a big voice. <laughs> Say it again. Yeah, prayer. Amen, amen. She prayed. Hallelujah. Somebody was listening. And so the very first point is we need to pray. Do you know or did you know that there is nothing under the sun that you cannot pray to the Father about? He's willing and ready to answer all your prayers. He's a God that loves you. He's a God that will always be there. He, in fact, will be by your side. Just call his name because he's a God who loves you. And so the very first thing or first point is understand that God hears and he does answer prayers. God hears and he does answer prayers. Now, young people. I need to ask the question. You don't have to respond yes, nay, or maybe. But I need to ask the question. Are you being bullied? Are you being disrespected? Are you being called out of your name? Are you being ridiculed? Are you being laughed at? Are you being mistreated? Matter of fact, or is anyone trying to abuse you? Because if that's happening, if that's happening, then I have a solution for you. And his name is called Jesus. Y'all remember the sermon I, told, I spoke about a while back. His name is Jesus. So when this is occurring, when this is happening, and by the way, it's going to happen because that's just the nature of mankind. 
when they see you doing better than they are, they're going to say something. They're going to ridicule you. They're going to, matter of fact, if they don't like the lifestyle that you live, oh, man, don't, Christian, what does that mean? Holier than thou? Oh, they're going to call you everything but a child of God in which that's who you are. But you call on the name of Amen. I want you to remember that because Jesus will come through. Jesus has come through. And so that was the very first thing that Hannah did. She called on his name. And so when this thing began to get out of control, Hannah said, well, I need to be able to educate my son in the school of the prophet. Remember, she made the promise that she would do what? What was she going to do with her firstborn if, if indeed the Lord blessed her? Amen. She was going to turn him over or give him over, not turn him over. Come on now. She was going to give him over to the, to the Lord. And so she took Samuel and she kept Samuel and she raised him. She fed him and she did everything she could until he was at an age that he was properly ready to be given to the Lord. Now, how many of you would love for your parent to just turn you over and give you to the Lord and say he or she's yours for the rest of their days? Yeah, I see no hands. But here's the thing. If you're in God's stay, God is going to protect you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to give you things that you can't even imagine. In fact, he's going to teach you just how to survive in this old crazy world. Notice what Samuel learned at the school of prophets. Proverbs, get your pen and paper out. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2 through 6. Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 2 through 6, and it says, For gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight. So he's learning wisdom so that he can produce instructions so that he will have a clear understanding of what it is God is directing for him to do. Woo! Look here. You want success? Call his name. Look unto Jesus, for he is the one. Verse 3 says, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. See, here, here it is, young people. Sometimes we don't want to receive what the Lord wants for us to have. But I promise you, what the Lord intends for you to have is nothing but good. But not only that, notice it said he would also teach you how to be just and fair. He's a good God for he's covering everything. Remember in this, the, the, the quote that we gave, I said that I cannot surmise 
or give you the validity of one of the statements said that he will teach your socialization skills how to survive in the culture God says I can do better than that I will fixate your mind and your heart upon the truth of being good and doing right and being fair but he said it would be for prudence I'm going to come back to that verse 4 says forgiving prudence to those who are simple knowledge and discretion to the young forgiving prudence to those I said we're going to come back we don't want to touch that one just yet and so let the wise listen and add to the to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding the proverbs and the parables in the sayings and riddles of wise. In other words, the Lord is wanting to open your minds, your hearts, so that you may be educated to truly understand what these book bags really mean. Yes, they are something you can put on your back. Yes, they are something that you can put storage, your, your, your tools in that you will use in school. Yes, they are things that you can even add your calculators or your, your, your food or, or your, uh, even your money. But the true reality of these backpacks are to direct and lead you to education. The significance of education, young people, is for your survival. And if God says he's willing to do that for you, I think it makes a point that we should take advantage of it. Amen? Amen. And so when God comes to on the scene, he's a good God. And so here's what Samuel learned in his first year under the prophet. The very first thing is he learned wisdom. I hope you got your pens out. He learned wisdom. Ecclesiastes 7.12. Wisdom. Listen to me, young people. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter. But here's the advantage of knowledge. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Woo. I got to go back and read that one again. Y'all, if you didn't get it, you're going to get it this time. Wisdom is a shelter. What is a shelter? A shelter, some young people, what is a shelter? A house, a covering, something to, where you can abide it, right? And notice this, it says it is a shelter as money is a shelter. Now, I know that one's a little out, out, out there, but throw a guess at it. What do you think, why would they say as money is a shelter? Who, who knows, what, is money a shelter to what is money a shelter to? That one's out there, ain't it? But think about it. Without money, how are you going to pay your rent? Without money, how are you going to buy your food? Without money, how are you going to pay for your education? Come on, say man. So as money is a shelter, here's wisdom. But notice what it says, but the advantage of knowledge is this wisdom preserves those who have it. So in other words, they work hand in hand. Let me, let me tell you about this. Knowledge 
is that thing that you can grab and you can learn so much and you can talk about it. You can even give instructions. You can teach. Knowledge opens up your mind to what's happening out in the world. Knowledge gives you the ability to move forward. But guess what? Knowledge doesn't give you the aptitude. Let me, let me back up. Knowledge doesn't give you the understanding of knowing how to use knowledge. But wisdom, that shelter, wisdom is the activation. It is the one that teaches you and shows you and allows you to activate the knowledge that you just received. Come on, say amen. So here we are, children. We don't want to just give you backpacks, but we want you to dwell on the word of God. Learn from God. Because here is where you will grow and here is where you will be successful at. And so Proverbs 16, 18. Now, now I, I didn't want to put this one in there. But the Lord kept beating me up and said, you got to put it in there anyway. And I know a lot of adults probably already know where we're going. Most of us, I'm not saying all of us. But most of us, I know when I was a kid, well, not a kid, kids a billy goat. When I was a child, I wanted to know everything. I wanted to be everything. You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't show me nothing. And so here was the problem. I had so much, well, let me just go on and read it because y'all know where I'm going. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride, everybody say that, pride, pride. say it again, pride. pride goeth before destruction, it goeth before what, uh-oh, uh-oh, and a haughty spirit, a what, before fall. Now, now, man would have you to believe that because you're proud and boastful for who you are and what you have accomplished, everything is set in play for you. But I promise you, a humble spirit will get you much further. Because somewhere down the line, pride, God promises you, will bring about a fall. And so, children, we, we, we're not just, you know, it would be easy just to get up here, preach a sermon, and then just run off and have a, have a good time. But my objective is today is you got book bags. I intend that when you walk out of here, you have a sense of how to use them to your ability and to your gain. And so the other thing Paul, uh, Samuel learned, he learned wisdom first, right? Wisdom. Everybody got that. He learned wisdom. Wisdom is that thing that allows you to activate knowledge. Well, guess what we're going to talk about next? Knowledge. Amen. Proverbs 1.7. Proverbs 1.7. You know what, is the, what the greatest thing of, about knowledge is? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, you want knowledge? You want success? Guess who you got to go to? 
to receive it to the Lord. You know what? Guess what, children? It's not just about you. It's about each and every one of us in here. Because guess what? We can be adults and be just, well, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to come over here. Got a few adults over here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Notice what it says. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, 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 since we got participation, I need to ask an adult. What in the world is the Lord saying right here? See, y'all not the only ones. Even the adults who are ashamed only want to say, come on, adults, somebody stand up and preach to the children. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We just talked about wisdom and instruction, so come on now. A hard head? Okay, I can see where you're going. Come on, anybody else? Any other adults? I got, I got one adult over here. Don't want to listen. Knowing is half the battle, but not putting it to use the tool. Knowing is half the battle, but not putting it to use is foolish. You know, God is so good. Because he, 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 just, he just literally allows for his word to teach. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and knowledge is that information that allows you to survive, then what is going to keep you from not getting knowledge? Rejecting it, right? And so, can I say that word in here? So... Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that word. So, so, so if that person rejects knowledge, then that identifies that they are truly, amen. But here the Bible even goes fur- further. It, uh, it tells you, it says, but fools despise, they do what? They despise, in other words, they don't want no part of it. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They despise wisdom, wisdom which gives you the power to activate the knowledge that God is trying to instruct and give to you. And so a fool is one who rejects the word of God in his direction. He is the one or she is the one who doesn't want instructions from the Lord but wants to live according to what man says. What does man say? Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6. My people. Now we all know this one. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Do you want to be destroyed? So in order not to be destroyed, you must have what? And in order to use knowledge, you must have what? Oh, come on. I like y'all now. Y'all starting to get it. You're going to walk out here as education. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna survive Education 101. You are going to make it. Because thou has rejected knowledge, notice this. I also reject thee. Uh, let me ask you a question. 
Do, do any of our youth want to be rejected by God? So what are you willing to do so that your God can keep you? Accept them, right? Do what he asks you to do. Love on them so he can love on you. That's all he wants to do. Thou shalt be no priest to me, he said, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I command. I will also forget thy children. Wow. That's a trickling effect. Did you realize that if you don't do right, that can fall down on your children? Thank God he's a good, loving God, though. Amen. Because even if it does fall down on your child, that doesn't mean your child has to stay in that predicament. Come on, say amen. Because they'll learn education 101 through the prophet Eli or the word of God. Come on, say amen. And so Luke 18, 16 through 17. Luke 18, 16 through 17. But Jesus called them unto him, unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me. And forbid them not, and I like this part, for such is the kingdom of God. Listen to me, children. God has placed ownership on us. If we're looking forward to make it to heaven, then we must become as little children. Why is that so necessary? Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad you asked. Because children are teachable. Children are willing to learn. Children are hungering and thirsting. Children will sit down and absorb. And so the Lord says, look, if you want to make it to the kingdom, then you must have that, at that same type of attitude, teachable. For such is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. Y'all thought I was just making it up. Hello, adults. If you plan on walking through the pearly gates, the Lord said you too must be as a child. In other words, I need to be able to have your attention and be able to teach you. I said that one portion that I liked the best about education was caring and taking on the character of Jesus. When we learn to do that, and here's my favorite one, prudence, prudence, ooh, prudence. Isaiah 118, y'all got your pens? Isaiah 118, come now, come now. And let us reason together, saith the Lord. Isn't it exciting, youth, children? How, how, how many of you, <laughs> y'all don't have to answer really, but how many of you are able to sit down and have a conversation with your parents where you are actually being heard? You ain't gotta, don't raise your hands, don't raise your hands, don't raise your hands. But notice what the Lord says. Come now and let us reason together. In other words, the Lord wants to sit down and have a conversation with you. 
Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get to do what exactly what you want to do. He's just letting you know we're going to have a conversation. But in that conversation, through reasoning, you'll come to a clear understanding of what is best for you. And it says, though your, though your sins be as scarlet. Though what? Though what? So right away, the Lord is trying to indicate to you that not only is he wanting to sit down and have a conversation with you about where you're going, but he's also wanting to have a conversation with you about how he can clean you up. Oh, oh, y'all didn't get that, huh? Did you know that God is so concerned with where you are, even as a child, that he doesn't want you engaging in sin, but he wants you to find him. And so though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I love that text. But here's another good one for you. Proverbs 29, 11. Oh, my, oh, my. Who remembers what we, we said about the, that, what was that word again? The fool. Yeah, that one. You remember what we said? Notice what Proverbs 29, 11 says. Fools give full vent to their rage. We got any angry children out here? We got any children that, 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 that is easily set off? Do we have any children who who don't know how to hold back their anger and wants to just lash out. That's being foolish. And so you don't want to be foolish, right? But you want to be truly a child of God. And so here's how you can be a child of God. We talked about wisdom, right? And we talked about knowledge, right? Well, with wisdom and knowledge comes instruction. And if we deal with instruction, then we learn how to walk and we learn how to talk. It says, but the wise bring calm in the end. How do you become wise? Through the study and word of God. Come on, say amen. Proverbs 12, 15 through 16. The way of fools seems right to them. Did you know that? The reason that we travel down the path that we travel down is because it looks so good. I want mine now, and I want it yesterday. Right? That's how we are. That's not just children. That's adults alike. But that's the way of the fool. The Lord says, look, you got (laughs) to wait on some things. And so you got to listen to some things. So it says, but the wise... Listen to advice. However, fools, well, they're annoyed at. And so prudent is overlooked, and so is insult. Or better yet, let me rephrase that. So if you have prudence, then you're over to, over, able to overlook insult. Prudence means that you're able to uh, put that thing aside and not allow it to affect you. And so that's another thing that... Sam, you learned in the school a prophet. One other thing he learned was obedience. Now, I think all of our youth know what that word means, right? So I don't need to ask, what does obedience mean? But did you know that obedience is the most important word and the most important uh, 
instruction you would need to know and understand. Deuteronomy 28.1 says, If you fully, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and now, now, let me, let me get some clarification here. When it says fully obey the Lord, your God, that means that you are engaging in a relationship with him. Y'all understand what I'm saying there? That means that you are having that understanding, that conversation where you are coming together and you're reasoning and you're beginning to really understand the directive by which he wants to take you. If you fully obey the Lord, your God, and then here it is, he gives instruction and carefully follow his commands. I give you today. It says the Lord, your God, who here it is. How many of you want to be set on high? How many of you want to be able to reach the, the highest point of your education? Whether you want to be a lawyer, whether you want to be a doctor, whether you want to be a teacher, whether you want to be the greatest football player ever. How many of you want to reach the highest point of your education? Well, here's how you do it. Follow the Lord. Engage with the Lord. Have a relationship with the Lord. It's exciting to, get, uh, uh, to know the Lord. And it goes on to say, and he says that the Lord, your God, will set you high above all nations on earth. And so here was Samuel's reply. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? Did you know that the Lord, though they did these sacrifices, the most important thing as Samuel learned out, was to obey is even better than to sacrifice. And to heed is even better than the fat of the rams that are being sacrificed. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Second point. Amen. Second point. So now that we know that in the school of the prophets, in the word of God, you have learned wisdom, you have learned knowledge, you have learned prudence, and you have learned obedience. Let's back up a second. So if you are going to learn anything, what is the first thing you have to do? Say it again. If you're going to learn anything, what is the first thing you have to do? What did Hannah do? Pray. The first thing you have to do is pray. And so once you prayed and began your journey, the Lord is going to begin his teaching. Knowledge is information, right? Knowledge is powerful, right? God's people suffer for lack of knowledge. So you want to get knowledge, amen? But without, without something, knowledge is of no use to you. What makes knowledge valuable to you? What makes knowledge valuable to you? What allows knowledge to be activated? Wisdom. There you go. I knew somebody knew out there. I got to make sure y'all stay on track because you got to walk out here and tell somebody. And so if you have wisdom, you're able to activate the knowledge. And if you have knowledge, then you're able to do something which is called making good decisions, being just and fair. Let me just throw that word out there. That's called prudence. 
Amen. But in order to do any of these things, what, is, what are you to do? If you want to be set on high, what should you do? I heard it. Obey the Lord. You need wisdom to activate knowledge. You need knowledge in order to give instruction. In order to give instructions, you need someone who's going to obey. Is that easy for you? Wisdom brings knowledge. Knowledge brings instruction. Instruction brings obedience. Remember that. It's important. Second point, and we're going to jump through this one real quick. Who's calling you? Who's calling you? Now, we read in our, our, our scripture reading. How many of you remember the scripture reading? Anybody remember, remember the scripture reading, what was going on? It was about who? Samuel, right? And Samuel and who else was involved? Eli. So you have Samuel and Eli. And Samuel kept doing what with Eli? He did it three times. What, what was that? Huh? He kept going to Eli. He said, you called me. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Right? And he told him to go back and lay down. And so he went back and lay down. And Samuel came back a second time. He told him to go back and lay down. Samuel came back a third time. Notice what the Bible said about Samuel, though. See, here's the importance. Remember I said in that, that, that last episode there, uh, the very first point, one of the things is learning to follow and know God. Amen. Look what the Bible said about Samuel. In verse 7 of chapter 3, it says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. He did not yet know the Lord, yet he had been called twice. Y'all missed the whole point. Do you know that the Lord is going to call you? The question is, is will you know who's calling you? And Samuel did not know the Lord. So he could not ascertain or understand that it was God that was calling him. And so since he did not know the Lord, the word, it says, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Woo. So in other words, to get to know the Lord, the Lord says, search the scriptures, for they are them which testifies of me. If you want to know the Lord, you got to get deep into his word, understand his word, pick up his word, read the stories, make fun of the, of, have fun with it. Because this, the Bible is real. It's real. And it's your ticket out of here. It's your ticket out of here. And so he says that he did not know the Lord. Know who's calling you. Know who's calling you. Like I said, we're going to run. We're going to get through this real quick. So here's what happened. I like this part. I'm going to take these, these specs off now. I got a little heated up here. Eli, after the third time, now you would expect or you would anticipate that Eli, being a prophet, right, should know the Lord. Right? He should have known the very first time when Samuel came in there, you called me. Because he knew he didn't call him. But guess what happens when you're in a stupor? Mm. 
And Jesus says he wants us to always be alert and awake. Don't let your lamps run out of oil. That's just a nugget I'm throwing in there. In other words, you must keep his word before you. And so Eli, after the third time, realized, oh, you know what? That's the Lord calling him. And so when Samuel came the third, third time, he said, look here, <laughs> look, Samuel, if you hear it, no, he said, better yet, go lay back down. Go back, lay back down. I didn't call you. But go lay back down. And if by chance, if by chance you hear that voice again, if by chance he calls you again, notice he said he calls you already. Now he understands who's calling him. He really, oh man, that's the Lord calling this boy. He said, if by chance, then just stand up and say, here am I. Answer him. And so Samuel did that. He went and laid back down, right? And so as Samuel laid down, here's what happened. The Lord came to Samuel, and he called again. But notice what happened when he called. This time, Samuel did just as he was told. And Samuel got up and went to and, and said, here am I. We need to know, you need to know, you need to understand who's calling you. And the only way you can understand and know who's calling you is to be educated in the book of the prophets, God's word. Amen? That was point two, the final point, the third point, the call, the call, the call. The Lord came and stood there. Notice this part. Now, he's been calling them all along, right? But notice what he did differently. It says, the Lord came and stood there, calling as, uh, at other times. But this time, he's standing there. Samuel, Samuel. He's making the call. And so Samuel answers and he replies, speak for your servant listens. Are you listening to the Lord? Are you trying to get an understanding of what the Lord is asking you? It's so, so important. And he's so kind and so loving that he doesn't give up. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 6, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scareth every son whom he receiveth. In other words, God is not going to give up on you. Don't you give up on him. Come on, say amen. This thing is real. We love you as parents, but our love is nothing compared to what the love of God is. And he desires to have you. And he desires to t let you be the voice of the world today, not tomorrow, but right now. And so you can do it. And so in Samuel verse 11, it says, and the Lord said to Samuel, and we're narrowing it down. He says, see, I am about to do something 
in Israel. That was Israel. Notice this. I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Woo. You're talking about power. That's power. The Lord is appointing Samuel and letting him know that something's about to transpire in Israel that will make the world, make Israel tingle. Now, we're not going to go in there, but here's the challenge for you. Go home and read the rest of the story of Samuel and see just how powerful it is. Matter of fact, start from chapter 1. Even though I gave you a, a, a backdraft of it, you go back and read it from 1 Samuel all the way through. You will be inspired. You will learn something about God and how God even has character. And that's what he says. He wants you to be like him. And so understand that God says in the same manner to us over in Romans 8, 26 through 28. It says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know that we ought to pray for the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless groans. Here it is. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. God says, I'm not going to just put you out there and not be with you. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. Do you really know and recognize that even though God came to Samuel directly, he still sends his spirit to us? Come on, say amen. And in fact, he's still God, right? So understand, he's going to call you. The question is, is what will you do? And so we know that all things work for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. You want success? Listen to God. God is calling you, but he's calling you for a purpose. He wants to use you. And so he calls you, come, follow me. Come, follow me. I understand you want to be accountants, lawyers, doctors, And all of those are wonderful things, but they are only tools that lead you to the true calling of God. Understand, know the call. And the call is for you to make men, women, boys and girls, children of the Lord, the living God. And so he says, come, follow me. And he left this with us. Then Jesus said, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. All authority, all authority, that means whatever man is telling you that has no power over God, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, children, therefore, go and make disciples. I get it. Be a lawyer. Be the best lawyer. Be a doctor. Be the best doctor. Be a football star. Be the best at it. But tell someone about the love of Jesus. Invite them to come in. Deliver unto them the word of God just as God has delivered it unto you. And when he stands, 
And the question is asked, how will you respond? How will you respond? I pray that your response will be, your servant listens. Here am I. Send me. Oh, what a wonderful love in God we serve. Who cares for you? I hope that you got something out of here. I hope that you grab it and you take it and share it with your friends, with your parents, with your uncles, with your aunts, with your grandparents. Share this message. Tell someone that Jesus loves you. And I promise you, he will set you on high. He will set you on high. Father God, Lord, we are so thankful. We are grateful, Lord, for the wonderful word that you have inspired and given us. We ask, Lord, that as we look back over what was said, Lord, that we would adhere to the, to the understanding of wisdom, how it activates knowledge. And that as we learn and grow, Lord, that we will take that knowledge, letting wisdom activate it, and we will give instructions. We will receive instructions, Lord, even to the point that we're obedient to the call of the word of God. Oh, Father God, we just ask that you would deliver us from ourselves. Wrap your arms around and keep us, Lord, for we cannot do it of our own. But in you, Lord, we can do all things. So bless us on this end, Lord. Keep us and bless the rest of our Sabbath. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. to another amen took us to school amen praise the lord take that wisdom and apply it amen we just want to encourage you still time between now and three o'clock uh, to tell somebody amen to get the backpacks amen amen how many of you are hungry sack lunches downstairs. Now those that are here can get your backpacks now. Is that right, Sister Sister Lakita? Let's give the Carols, our, our stewardship team, a big round of applause for putting this all together. Amen. Said, so where there's no vision, the people perish. We thank God for that vision. Amen. We want to move this quickly. We do want to thank the Carols. We want to thank Kennedy and Keon, who are part of the stewardship team, to put this thing together. Come on, let's show them some love. We're going to ask the children that are in preschool if their parents would come quickly. I know I heard some in the back. Preschool, if you're not in kindergarten, any child that's here that's not in kindergarten to come quickly. All right. Pick your... Um, backpack and just stand right there go get it's one on the end for them next we're going to ask for a kindergarten hmm? yep when we get them up here yeah and so we're going to ask for kindergarten stay here kindergarten through grades five if you would come kindergarten you've gone to the first grade second grade chanel that would be you 
Anybody that's age five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Come on and get your book bag and line up there. Get it quickly. If you want the pink one, get it. Okay, purple. I heard you wanted a blue one. There are the blue ones. Which one do you want? Pick it up and get it. And line up right here. Go stand beside her. Yeah, right here. We're going to ask for the next 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. If your ages, I know you guys are in that age group. Come on and get your backpack. Just stay lined up right there. Come on up and pick out your backpack. Folks, isn't this beautiful? Anybody that's college bound, if I missed you, you can pick your backpack up today. Amen, amen. Let's show some love for our young people. Here we go. Pick, pick yours. We'd like to have the parents or the guardians, whoever brought them today or anybody that's going to be helping these children throughout this year, if you would come on up and get beside your child. We're going to ask Elder Lee Carroll if he would pray over the backpacks. Paul is going to do it. If Paul is going to pray over the backpacks, pray for the mothers, the fathers, the teachers, the grandmothers, anybody that's got an interest in these children. If you would join them up here right now, we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray over these backpacks. We're going to pray over the guardians of these children. Amen. Father God, we're so grateful, Lord, and thankful, Lord, that you have given us these children, Lord. You have entrusted us with your lambs. Now, Lord, these backpacks are symbolic, Lord, of your supply of wisdom lord lord we pray that they put those backpacks on lord that they'll fill them with your wisdom for you said the, the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom so lord we just pray that you'll protect the little minds lord as they grow and develop lord into you lord let them look to you from what's cometh their help lord and as they develop lord that they will have the umption to tell other people about jesus Lord, we pray for the parents, the guardians, Lord, the aunts, the uncles, cousins, nephews, Lord. Those guardians over these children, Lord, bless them, Lord. Continue to let them be examples of what it would mean, Lord, to follow you. So, Lord, bless them. Place a hedge of protection about these families, Lord Jesus. Keep them, Lord, by your keeping power. And, Lord, you said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, you said, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal their land, Lord. This land needs to be healed, Lord. So it starts with these young people. Lord, bless them as they go out and tell the world about Jesus. Now, bless us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 